0: Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Ken Lee. I'm an investment director at Binance Labs and your host for today. You are listening to Stories from the Lab, a Binance podcast featuring top crypto founders from around the world, and where you can discover how Binance Labs is building the future of Web3. And here with us today is John Linden, founder and CEO of Mythical Games. John, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me, Ken.
0: So, John, let's just start with a short introduction about yourself for our audience here. You've had a pretty remarkable career in gaming so far, and would love to just hear how you got into it.
1: I uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been in gaming, gaming for you know over a decade now, and and uh, you yeah, started my career at Activision Blizzard. So I was on uh, one of the studio heads there, mostly Call of Duty. Um, so we did four Call of Duty uh, games, and moved over to the Skylanders franchise. Wanted to take on something new with uh you know Skylanders have done these great. Um, toys to life type franchise and we wanted to do a cards to life which uh to sell physical cards that could become digital assets and and honestly for us it was kind of kind of the original nft for us is really understanding that whole concept of verifiable ownership so did that project there left and, and had a mobile company called seismic games so we did a big game there called marvel strike force we did a couple other great projects in the mobile space and then after a few years sold that to niantic the guys that made pokemon go uh, and then started Mythical literally like the next week. So, so it's, a, it's an idea we have been thinking about for a while, really of, of kind of combining the world of blockchain with, with gaming and doing it kind of from a gaming perspective. So we started in 2018 with uh, Mythical Games.
0: Yeah, it's pretty remarkable um, that you guys have really been building Mythical since 2018 because it was basically way before the term play to earn even really existed in the industry. Um, so it'd be great to just hear what was sort of the spark behind mythical start and, and how has it evolved since?
1: Yeah. So, so I think, you know, it, what's really interesting is it's it sometimes seems that blockchain was almost made for gaming, right? Uh, so many of the yeah. concepts of, 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 what happens with blockchain are, you know, things we we've, we've been looking at, you know, virtual currencies and, and, and you know, yeah, the concepts of kind of assets and asset transfer and all that. And I think, I think, um, we we've seen some issues with, 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 you know, in the gaming industry for the last, I mean, to literally 20, 25 years, there's been gray markets and things like that to where, you know, players want to sell their Fortnite account on eBay or whatever. And that's, you know that's very problematic for the game. One, it kind of breaks terms of service, but two, it can shortcut the economy. It can be very, it can be very dangerous, right? You, you're giving your you know, The only way to do that was to give your passwords and and literally swap your entire account. So it wasn't very, it didn't protect the consumer. You know, it wasn't great for the game developers. Frankly, the game developers weren't cut in to those transactions, which is also can be a be a challenge. So so that that was one of the kind of early things is look at the gray markets, and then for me the the other piece that really kind of spoke to me very heavily was. Um, you know, as, as kind of a free-to-play game maker uh, on mobile, um, you know, you spend $30, $40 in a game really to support the game more than anything. I wasn't ever a whale, right? And, and right. I, I was, not. you know, they weren't, the people were not chasing me as a whale. Um, you know, I saw things like, you know, early, early um, kind of what became NFTs, right? With, with crypto kitties and things like that. Um, suddenly I was like, oh my God, I just dropped $600 on, on you know, images of cats. What happened? And, and, I, and, and it really started hitting me too around, Concept of of turning digital assets into tangible assets, right? Not it's not necessarily to us. It's not really about get rich quick or to flip it for a massive profit. It's really just about giving the consumer the ability to make that decision, you know, and and using gameplay to enhance the value and having this new loop now between gameplay and asset creation or value creation, and and those things started all coming together, and and we kind of jumped in, you know, head first into the space.
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um... You know, that story it reminds me of, um, you, you might already know this, but um, Vitalik, um, one of his inspirations behind Ethereum was it basically had a World of Warcraft character that I think someday, randomly, the, the sort of powers that be essentially nixed that character, nixed one of his items. And it was just sort of this realization that, you know, these, these centralized programs aren't always best for, for consumers and decentralization is, is definitely a pathway for gamers, users all over the world um but i think you know one thing that's super interesting that you just mentioned is, is really sort of your team's belief that nfts are central to the next big trend in gaming uh-huh. um so it'd just be great to hear as part of that what what's your vision and mythical's vision for how the present day p2e nft ecosystem evolves
1: yeah so well maybe maybe one more, one more kind of uh, before we get there just the, kind of the transitions we've seen in gaming in general right and i think we've yeah. seen t- big changes in gaming over the last 20 years that have been really big impacts in the world of in the gaming industry right the first was kind of the democratization of game access right free to play came out it was no longer just a paid title and when that happened especially in mobile you know we we saw just you know, now billions of gamers that have emerged, right? So now we're sitting on roughly about 4 billion gamers around the world. So that was a big change for gaming. The second one I think was kind of the democratization of game content, right? So Roblox and Minecraft and all these amazing platforms that came out to where anybody could create content. And what you saw there is you saw this explosion of content now, so where there's more content than one studio could ever make themselves, right? So that was a big transformative uh, shift in the industry. So I think now what we're going to see is we're going to see the democratization of game economies, right? So now you're going to see this is no longer a game dev game pub, you know, consumer situation, right? There's, there's now esports and there's influencers and there's artists and there's musicians and there's players and there's brands. All these groups are wanting to be involved in these massive digital worlds. And I think, this all kind of pulls it together right to where now you have the ability for players to be entrepreneurial you have the brands can be entrepreneurial to me it's almost like we're turning gaming worlds now into the next app store and i think that's a great thing for the industry right you're going to be able to value people's contribution into these worlds and i think honestly nfts and blockchain and some form of that will be will power it all
0: yeah 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 um, and I think, I think some of the shifts that you're seeing in, in gaming more broadly are, are super interesting. And, you know, as buy Labs, we're, we're, we're pretty active in the play-to-earn ecosystem. And, you know, from a talent perspective, we're seeing two groups, right? We're seeing crypto founders who are super knowledgeable about blockchain and economies, okay. basically building games for the first time, and then also, you know, sort of seasoned former studio heads coming from, you know, kind of sort of the traditional AAA studios who are stepping forward into, into the play-to-earn system. Um, how do you see sort of the talent and founder ecosystem within gaming evolving, um, especially as kind of these two groups meet and, and play together?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we've been growing incredibly fast. So I think we're, you know, we're, we've added over 100 people in the last year alone. So so we're probably hiring nearly five a week right now. So so we've, we've really gotten the the, the paces down on that. But we yeah. are just pulling amazing, amazing talent from all over the industry. And I think that's, that's the exciting part. Is you know a couple of years ago. In fact, some of the big the big CEOs of the of these game companies, you know, we talked back in 2018, and and I won't name names, but we had some of them that are like why would a game developer ever want to do this john you know and now literally they're wanting to do you know big massive you know big massive partnerships with us so so i think i think we've seen a lot has shifted obviously you know kind of the craziness of nfts and in, in the art space and in entertainment culture has definitely helped that and maybe hurt that a little bit too uh you know there's definitely some goods and and bad things that have come out of that but i i think play you know the the the, the really strong game designers I mean, it really depends. It's not. I'm not saying the NFTs will be in every game, right? It just won't be, right? If you have, if you have a beautiful world and story and all that, it's a single player experience. You know, maybe there's not a not a need for that, and and that'll always be. You know, that'll always be. There'll always be games like that. But I think what we're seeing is is a lot of these these game designers are starting to see how okay, um, I can see how I can paint some really new economic uh, shifts that lead to interesting gameplay. That lead into into this world world building that we want to build. So, so I think we're seeing more and more of that, and, and we're able to pull more and more talent. But I think you you nailed it exactly. You know, you need both sides of it too, right? You also need incredibly strong um, blockchain engineers and, and blockchain designers and, and all that to really think through the the problems. Um,
0: yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and I guess maybe talking specifically more about Mythical and, and what you guys are building. Um, we all know your flagship game, uh, Blanco's Block Party. Tell us more about what you're hearing specifically from your gamers. Uh, what's unique to them about it, and especially compared to other play-to-earn games in the ecosystem?
1: Yeah, so we, we are a little bit different than, than some of the other play-to-earn. Um, you know, we don't have a token in the game. Um, we, we've we we've stayed away from the tokens right now for really two main reasons. One is, is honestly, I think there's still some gray areas around securities, uh, especially being a U.S. company. So we want to be really careful, and we want to make sure we bring these solutions out for ourselves but also for all of our new game developer partners that we're bringing on as well so so we really focus heavily around nfts as part of the play to earn so you're you're earning nfts you're buying and upgrading nfts um and 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 you're really kind of bringing out that that collector culture um we love that for the first experience we've learned a lot to be super honest um but I think again we're, we're always trying to protect gamers first that's that's a, a key piece right now and kind of educate them as we go and, and bring them into bigger concepts so I think you'll see more things coming out of that but I think we've really focused heavily on the nfts but what we've been able to do is 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 we've been able to take a lot of really interesting you know game design patterns we've seen in the past um and and twist them and 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 it's a really interesting twist so so a lot of times we hear you know and, and I think you you have to think about this as, as you're designing nfts into a game you can't just put you know you know a serial number and hope it works right that's sure. that's not that's not really going to going to move Move, you know, make make the community excited. What we've done, a, I'll use an example we just did, literally a few weeks ago. So we have a feature in, in Blanco's called Gym Rush, and Gym Rush is, if you if you want to break it down, it's a classic Pokemon evolution mechanic, right? It's a you know fusing two characters together, maxing out those le- or maxing out the characters in the game um, using gameplay, fusing them into into a new character, evolving it into something else, um, and then doing it again, right? So we did this with the first character. Um, but what's interesting with blockchain and with scarcity is you can actually start making it fascinating for both the players that are are, are going down that journey and using the gameplay to do that because now they're t- taking an asset maybe it's one of twelve thousand or one of twenty thousand or forty thousand and they can now via gameplay they can exchange it for something more rare so they're literally you know moving one asset to a to a rare asset that might have more value right. Um, the second part, though, that we did is because of blockchain, we, could, we made them burn the original two to get mm. the new one, right? So basically what we saw is I think the asset was started off that we did it with is this, is this character called um, Automaton, and he's a little robot character. And basically uh, we started off, I think, at 9,500, and I think there's been like 3,000 of them burned now or something like that. So, so if you were holding one of the original 9,500, there's only 6,500 left, right? And I think that's a really, really, really awesome uh, mechanic um to to where now you're 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 able to increase value for people that are you know holding the original but then you're also giving people the ability again using gameplay to get something new so these are the things we love. Um we're gonna we're gonna keep experimenting with this type of stuff and bring out new concepts that the community gets excited about, frankly concepts you can't do in a regular game.
0: Yeah. No, it's 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 super awesome and, and Gem Rush, I think, is is I mean just one of the most fun experiences I've had personally playing a yeah. game. So it's it's an awesome experience. Um, I'm curious to learn more about who your gamers actually are. Um, yeah. do you see them as sort of people from the crypto side who are just kind of jumping in to play to earn, or are they more traditional PC gamers that are essentially playing a blockchain game for the first time and maybe they don't even realize it?
1: It it, it honestly it's a little of both. Um and, and we're learning a lot about this new demographic. Um, and, and again, I think this is a part of the education process. We love, you know, ultimately at Mythical, we're building kind of a platform and we just announced our first couple developers. We'll probably announce a whole series of additional developers very soon, including some really big game studios are gonna be building with us. Um, but we wanted to have a game and market ourselves so we could see all these things happen, right? And, and, that, and that part of that seeing things happen is watching for play patterns, watching for new KPIs, Watching for demographic data, you know things like that. So a couple of things we saw that were really fascinating. Uh, one is that we see eighteen percent of revenue from Blancos. They don't play the game at all. You know mm-hmm. the game to them is the collection. They're coming in. They're buying assets in the marketplace they'll um you know they'll sell them they'll flip them they'll change them whatever right so so and then we actually see social media posts saying oh my, my favorite part of blancos or my favorite feature of blancos is is the market right just playing the market right so that's exciting you know because for what for us it's creating liquidity for other players right the players that are playing but we also are kind of mixing it up to where things like gym rush you have to play um, if you sure. want to unlock that value, right? So we are seeing a lot of a lot of uh, traditional gamers that, as you mentioned, are coming in, not really even knowing that this is blockchain, right? It's just like, oh, that's really cool. I got this thing, and oh, I can sell it. Oh my god, I got paid. This is really great. So, so I think, and that's that's one of our goals is to try and make this as seamless as possible. So you might not need to know what private keys are. You might not need to know what you know gas fees are, things like that. You're just coming in and, and in a very comfortable experience seeing that. So I think that that's a big part as well. But we're also seeing some other stuff that's really interesting as well. Um, we're seeing that this crypto audience is wanting to get into gaming and, and maybe they sure. don't have big high-end PC rigs, right? They don't have uh, powerful GPUs and that. And they're not, they're not really even willing to sit there and, and download a 4-gig game or even a 20-gig game. If you're looking, or, I mean, if you go to Call of Duty, it's a 100-gig game, right? So I think we're having to think about other tech now. We're having to think about how do we start creating these immersive 3D experiences with a very thin client right something that you can get in very quickly and get in within yeah you know, 30 or 40 seconds so these are the new challenges i think we're going to see as game developers is because the demographic is shifting and i think that's a great thing it's always exciting to see that uh, we're also seeing a heavier female demographic than we've seen. Um, I think that's a little bit more on the game side than the crypto side uh, right now. But but we're, we are seeing that collection aspect. So I think I think gaming can bring in a, a higher female demographic to the entire crypto community, which I think is is needed right now. I think it's it's a pretty male dominated um, sector right now. But these are all the things we're seeing right now. It's really really great to see um, you know measuring new KPIs, understanding new KPIs of what makes a game successful.
0: Yeah. Um... That that's that that's super awesome and resonates. And I think you know one thing that's also interesting about you mentioned kind of the proportion of people who are focused on the NFT side is is online offline, right? So for example, I know you guys did a Blankos launch with Burberry that was both an offline sort of item as well as as well as online through the, your NFT marketplace. Tell us more about sort of your rationale behind that, how how you came to work with Burberry, and then you know do you see this becoming more of a trend as well as a sort of partnership approach for for blankos and for mythical in the future
1: definitely um yeah so that that, again a lot a lot of experimentation right now and i think burberry was an amazing amazing um opportunity right And i think the key for for these nft drops in a game is they have to be authentic right And i think i think we kind of accomplished that with with burberry i think they did a they really came in they said hey look we're 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 launching a new, um, the monogram fashion line, brand new brand, you know, for them or a new line of, of clothing for them. They want to hit a younger audience and they came up with a strategy and, and we got a lot of press and they've got a lot of press, you know, around the world, around the strategy is they said, okay, we're going to have two spokespersons for this brand. One is going to be Naomi Campbell, which is the supermodel. And the other one's yeah. going to be Sharky B, a Blanco's character. And it was great. It was really cool to be part of that. Um, and, it, and it really worked for them, they branded their buildings, you know, they were all painted as Blancos and all that. So for us, it was amazing um, to, to have that, you know, have that kind of validation, right, and have that, you know, it's a fairly unknown game still, you know, we just hit a million accounts in the game, but it's still pretty small in the scheme of things. Um, so that was great to see. You know, it was it was a really weird experience though because we're not fully, uh, you know, we're not playing this crypto NFT space necessarily. You know, we're not trying to go for, you know, everything's two, three, four, five, six Ethereum, right? We're really trying to play uh, this hybrid. So so we entered the space with them and they said, okay, we want to basically do, we only want to drop 750. We want to make it very limited, you know, for, for, and it might not sound very limited in a crypto world, but in a, in a gaming world, that's ridiculously limited, right? Only 750 people have them. And they're like, and we want to set a price point of three hundred dollars. And we were just like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. And I was very, I was very nervous about it to be real honest, because again, in the crypto world, that's like point, you know, 0.08 Ethereum or something like that, right? It's like sure. it's very small. Yeah. But to the gaming world, a three hundred dollar digital item is is crazy expensive, right? So, so we were, worried, I was a little worried about it. We launched it sold out in 22 seconds uh, which was just amazing so so that was amazing we sold out the jetpack which was you know um you know it was sold out like in another minute and a half or something like that so so it really worked and it really played well to each of the gamers but not only that the valuation uh the value of those assets now have held strong so they they start off at 300 bucks they sold out in 22 seconds i don't think you can buy one for less than probably 1200 $1, 13 $1, now. In the marketplace. So so I think it's been a really, it was a really great opportunity. It was a great brand and, and we we'd love to see more of that happen. We have gotten a lot of calls uh since that, which is great. And I, I think again, it re- really, I think it's going to be a, a, a big opportunity for a lot of game developers to to bring in that brand validation to let them also, you know, make money off of this. Right. So Burberry's still getting paid on every single, every single time it sells. And that's exciting as well. So they can actually value their IP contribution into the World of Blancos, you know, in, in perpetuity
0: yeah i I think what's really interesting about about you guys is you guys are really helping to facilitate sort of the the convergence between the gaming and nft world with you know sort of the traditional brand you know companies like burberry nike as well as traditional AAA gaming world let's fast forward two years three years from now where do you see kind of the two sides of the world co-mingling and and uh what's the convergence look like
1: yeah, so so we're we're that's that's a that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot a lot more economies built. You know, I think what we're also seeing is is we are seeing some patterns to where people are a little skeptical of NFTs and games. Um, if you if you see if you're just dropping a game right now, that there could be some negative reactions to it. Oh, it's a scam. It's bad for the environment. A lot of that's obviously missing misinformation, right? Proof of stake networks are very you know very you know they're they're very cost efficient, right? Um, and and so so I think. Um, you know, I, th- I think there's some, some things we have to get through to get to that general audience. And, 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 but what we see is once they're in and once they see it, and once they experience it, the light bulb goes off and they're just, I, I think they're, they're on a one-way street at that point. So I think we'll see a, from an audience perspective, I think we're going to see a, a lot. I mean, we'll get into, you know, I, I, we were on another call with, with, with uh, Dapper and, and, and Axie and everybody's kind of starting to hit these million accounts now, which is awesome. And everybody, we all want to high five each other. Oh, we hit a million, but you know, it's out of 4 billion right so it's, it's still very very early days right it's a great accomplishment a great milestone but we got a long way to go right we should all be we'll all start high-fiving when we get a billion accounts right that that's the real the real number to start looking at so i think we'll see a lot i'll see that happening i think the 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 crypto audience versus the gaming audience will blur right gamers are going to figure this out they're going to also want to have more and more control over time and that's one thing we're doing in mythical is we do have our own kind of side chain and the reason we do that side chain is a couple things. One, if you're selling 10 or $20 items, it's hard to be paying main net fees, right? You can't pay $100 gas fee on a $10 item. You just can't. Uh, so we are, we're using a side chain tech right now. We're also, we are keeping the custody of the keys for now. Um, it's very very important to protect the gamers at all costs and that's also speaking a lot right now we're, we're talking to a lot of the first parties the xboxes and microsoft that's very important to them as well right is they don't want uh you know a million gamers to suddenly lose their private keys and they, they've wiped out everything that they've ever had right so we are kind of we're we're holding their hands a little bit with the with the, you know custody of keys you know low latency um, you know, no real gas fees, uh, no significant gas fees um, with our side chain, but we are going to open it up. So I think if you fast forward two years from now, we're going to let people start generating their own private keys and, and they can start signing their own transactions when they're ready. Right. And and so I think we'll start seeing more and more of that shift so that you actually get all the benefits of blockchain. Right now you're getting some of it. You're getting the yeah. tra- some transparency. You can get the benefits of secure transfer, the payments, all that. I think it's, that's a uh, that's what consumers really want right now. But as we grow and as, as, as they get more comfortable, you know, the concepts of decentralization, the concepts of owning your own keys, it'll get, become more and more of a thing. So we've actually built our system to start conservative and then slowly open it up over time, uh, you know, as, as the gaming audience gets more comfortable. So that's where we see it. I think we'll see a lot of major studios jump into the space. I think we'll see one or two of those major studios jump into space within the next six months. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of cool stuff about to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, in terms of Mythical itself, you know, Blankos is off to a blazing start. Um, Tell us more about what you envision and and Mythical's plan for its future, especially in terms of servicing the overall gain economy and, and building out its blockchain infrastructure further.
1: Yeah, so so we're like I said we're we're very much focused on on kind of bridging the gap between kind of the, the web two to web three for, for the gaming industry. That's really our focus. Um, so we do things a little bit differently, right? I think there's a lot of great companies in blockchain gaming. I would yeah. say we're more gaming with blockchain, right? So so it's really kind of yeah, that we're not we're we're not always necessarily pushing the envelope with, you know, DEXs and stuff like that quite yet. You know, uh, mining, mining and games, all that. There's other companies doing a great job at that. Uh, we're really focused on kind of kind of bringing bringing them with us, right? So providing that blockchain tech, providing the marketplace tech, providing bridges to these different mainnets, you know, out there. Those are things we want to make sure we do, um, you know, and 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 really help them help guide them through this process, right? We're, we're, we're looking at, you know, obviously NFTs we're, we're, doing, you know, doing well in right now. There's a lot of different forms of that you can do uh, that I think you're going to take off with these studios that we're, we're going to help enable, you know, we do want to get into token economies over time and do it in a way that we can protect game developers. I think that's one of the concerns I have right now is it seems like all these, all these games that are kind of popping up a lot of the indie games are like, cool, we got a token. I'm like, man, you got to be really careful with that. Cause you could be breaking all types of security law if you're not, if you're not careful. Right. And, and so I think we're, we're, our role of where we want to be with Mythical is we want to have laid all that foundational work and understand it and really not only provide the tools and, and the foundational tech, but also the insights and the analytics and, 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 and the best practices of how to bring these economies together. So that's where we kind of see our role over time.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, one question, given that you guys are building all this underlying infrastructure and, and how strong and interconnected the economies within a game are is is how big or how diverse in terms of number of titles do you see the the, the future play to earn ecosystem? Is it, is it like today where there can literally be tens of thousands of, of popular games out in the market or uh, do you see it as, you know, kind of a few giants, you know, kind of a selection of a dozen major games um, driven by their economies, kind of how do you see the overall funnel looking?
1: yeah that's 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 an awesome question no one's ever asked that before i, I love that um so so I, I think i think what you'll see initially is you're going to see success from you know dozens you know um moving probably you know maybe maybe 18 months from now into potentially hundreds of games that could do well um you know if you look at you look at companies like unity i mean they have like a hundred thousand developers right and and i think they put out i saw some number that they put out maybe like a thousand new games a week right do I think all thousand of those games will have this economy in there? Probably not. It probably doesn't need it, you know, to be real honest for a lot of games. I think I think you need to have some economy of scale uh, for it to really play, you know, play well. Right. So I do think the smaller, the indies are definitely going to come up. I think you'll see a lot of the bigger studios will will take shots of this and some of them will get it wrong and they'll they'll try it again next time, right? That's the beautiful thing about. The gaming industry is pretty resilient, you know. They they they'll try stuff and they'll sure. try it again and try it again and try it again. So so I think we'll see a lot of attempts. We'll see a lot of you know we'll see some failures. We'll see some great you know great things pop out, and we'll see people start migrating based on what happens. So yeah, I do think we'll see hundreds of games though with this within eighteen to twenty four months. I right, big awesome. games, like big games coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an awesome. That's an awesome picture. Um, cool. And you know, for our audience, you know, I imagine many of our audience members are are either crypto gamers or, or looking to get into crypto gaming. Um, what sort of advice that you have for interested founders or builders looking to get into the gaming space for the first time?
1: Um, I mean, j- jump in, jump in, and let's do it. <laughs> uh, I, I think, from from a developer perspective, I think um, I think the biggest advice is is uh, oh, I guess a couple things. One, if the game sucks without blockchain, it'll suck with blockchain. It, it just it, blockchain is not going to solve the problems it's going to be a tool to create cool stuff right and that i think that's a big missing principle from a lot of people is they're just like ah, I'll just slap a token on it it'll be fine you know or slap some nfts and i think some of the consumers that's some of the reactions to it's like it feels like they just slap some nfts in this thing that, that's not really that exciting it's really using the principles of blockchain the things we talked about with transparency and transfer and scarcity and instead of designing for inflation and inflation like free-to-play Start thinking about how do you design for scarcity, right? And it is a little bit of a different mindset. you got to kind of twist your mindset into how that works. But, I mean, frankly, we're not the only industry doing that, right? Consumer, everything, like the sneakerhead culture is kind of taking over the world, right? Everything's about scarcity. I think we'll see this in a lot of different industries. So I think from a game developer, really think through what that means. But don't forget to build the world to build the characters to build the story to build all the elements that make gaming awesome right and i think we we are missing a lot of that right now still with some of the early attempts and frankly you kind of have to because that takes a lot of time right so some of the people that are rushing stuff out they're pretty shallow right i mean um and and you you want to i think we'll see a lot richer experiences and that's when i think we'll see the real mass adoption is when people don't view it as like, oh, you just slap something on there. You really built it directly into that economy. And we're already seeing some great stuff. I mean, what Axie's doing, and I think what Blanco's is doing, and some other groups right now. Um, it's great. It's great seeing some of these these you know what what started off as experiments start blossoming into into real economies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I th- think we at Binance Labs, you know, just kind of continue to see so much innovation in the gaming ecosystem, and it's yeah. it's super exciting for what's coming next. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So we're nearing the end of our time here. Um, and just, I think for our audience, you know, it would be just great for them to hear what's the best way for them to explore the mythical ecosystem to jump in for the first time.
1: Yeah. Well, first all, we'd love, love for you to check out the world. Of Blankos um, very easy, free to play Blankos.com. I mean, I, to us, um, Again, we, we're very proud of where that game's gotten. It's taken some revisions to get there, but I, I really like where it's happening, and and so we'd love to have you jump in on that. If you are building a game, definitely reach out to us. Um, we are going to be rolling out the mythical platform in a bigger and bigger way. Um, like I said, we we we've we've announced probably three or four game developers. Um, you know, some of the games that we're working with right now, though, you know, we're working on titles that have 50 million installs on mobile already, right? So the yeah. idea of bringing the next generation of that game of, of that franchise with our tech is really really exciting to see that come out right so we're very excited about that um you know we're really looking at some bigger plays but you know think about your game reach out we'd love to help love to talk and and you know if we can't help right away we'll definitely at least guide you and where where we where where to head next right so um yeah definitely definitely uh we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be rolling out many many more games with many many other developers soon
0: that's awesome cool Well, um, I think that pretty much covers our show today. Um, So on behalf of Binance, thank you so much for joining us today, John.
1: Thank you, Ken. I really appreciate the time.
0: Cool. And thank you to our audience for listening to stories from the lab. Um, And please shoot us a line anytime at labs at Binance.com or on Twitter at Binance Labs.